Good morning, guys, and welcome back to Fit with Viv and Kate. This is Viv speaking. How are you doing this morning, Kate? I am so good. It is like 60 degrees here in Phoenix. I had a pumpkin spice latte this morning. I'm ready to go. Yes, ma'am. It is only 7.48 a.m. You want me here in Chipper? I got my coffee. (laughs) Did you go to Starbucks? I did. I can't. I need a sponsorship. Oh, my God. Okay, we'll work on that. If anyone can hook Katie up with a sponsorship, please let us know. Okay. But anyways, so, so excited for today's episode. I feel like we're always giving you tips on what to do with your workouts, nutrition, all that good stuff. But today, we're going to be talking about what not to do on your weight loss journey. And I know me and Katie both brainstormed our own ideas of what we wanted to talk about and I can tell you that everything that I brainstorm is because I personally did all of these things during my weight loss journey in the past and they definitely bit me in the butt later on. So I don't know if you had the same experience. I feel like you really approached your fitness journey with a lot more wisdom. So my advice kind of came from like what I did and then I'm writing about the opposite like things that I did to be successful and kind of the reverse of that and things I've seen my friends go through and people on social media but I'm excited today because I think like these are really good tips to save you all the trouble that we went through or that people go through like you don't know what you don't know and a lot of people love to learn by mistakes but like mistakes take time so like if you're someone that's really just trying to grind it out and get it done like listening to other people's mistakes and learning from those is is the best thing that we could give you so I'm excited for today yeah I totally agree I mean there's there really is nothing better than experiences that can teach you but honestly I find that your fitness or weight loss journey does not have to be difficult you actually don't have to make all the mistakes to learn (laughs) you can totally learn from other people I you know we never talk about you know like relationships but so much of what I learned from relationships was was looking at what went wrong with like my friends things they told me that they wish they avoided so I feel like we want to give you that same wisdom that we've developed and accumulated over our years of just doing our own fitness journeys and I personally wanted to open with my favorite one that I feel like really hits home for me and that is do not focus on what is going wrong in your journey. Do not focus on the lack of results that you're that you're not making. Don't focus on what you're not doing perfect. And I say that as a recovered perfectionist who I set myself up to have really high expectations. And basically, when I didn't hit all of my goals or all of the habits that I set for myself perfectly, I would focus on everything that I was doing wrong. And I want to elaborate on, on saying that you don't have to ignore the things that aren't going right, but instead of focusing on what's what you're doing bad, what's not going right, how slow your results are, if something isn't working, ask yourself why isn't it working and what's a solution to that problem. And for me, 
before when I let's say like if I wasn't if I was continuing to choose unhealthy choices if I was missing my workouts I would just dwell on the fact that oh my god I missed this workout oh my god I'm so lazy oh my gosh I can't you know I just love sweets so much I can't say no and I would focus on that instead of which was wasn't productive and instead what I do now is if I notice that something isn't going right I go all right what's going on here why am I not making the choices that I want to be making and how can I set myself up for success success next week today so that it's more realistic for my lifestyle and it makes a lot of sense actually now that you talk through that like your coaching style like as a client of yours um anytime I make any comment of like oh god I gained a pound this week or oh I didn't like I didn't progress with my weight this week you always redirect that conversation of like yeah but you made really great nutrition choices this week or yeah but we're building muscle like you're going to gain weight and the focus is always not on that down moment or what I think is a down moment but how we're going to push from there and what the greater picture looks like and it's not a focus that I always have I am kind of that person that's like oh, I made a bad choice. The rest of my, <laughs> the rest of my journey's shit now. Um, and so it makes a lot of sense to me as your client. I mean, I think as human beings, we can naturally get stuck in our own head, in our own negative thinking. I mean, I know I can do that. And it takes having that outside perspective, whether that's from a coach, a significant other, a friend, to be able to snap you out of it because it's much easier to see somebody's unproductive thinking from the outside Um, But when you're feeling those negative emotions, when you're feeling discouraged, it's a lot harder to separate yourself and really see like, oh, this type of thinking isn't productive. Maybe I should try and switch around what I'm thinking to something that is actually going to help me, you know. But yeah, I love, you know, when you check in with me and I ask, you know, if you had any goals this week that maybe you didn't hit, why didn't you hit them? What could you do better next week? And I think it's important that when you're asking yourself these questions, don't ask them without answering them. Like, for example, don't ask what went wrong this week. Like, why isn't it going right without actually giving yourself an answer and thinking it through? Because it's easy to be like, oh, my gosh, you know, why isn't this going right? Why isn't it working for me? But not actually sitting yourself down and thinking through that and actually getting that knowledge on yourself and your own habits of oh wait this is why it didn't work and this is what I can change for next week that feels a little bit more realistic or maybe I set myself up for failure in these ways I think it's easy to question oh my god why is it not working but then kind of get stuck in that question and I find a trait that a lot of us can have is we ask ourselves questions but we don't actually ask them to find an answer. So if you're going to start any journey, whether it's a fitness journey or, you know, whatever you're trying to, whatever endeavors you're trying to accomplish in your life, it's important that you're really shifting your mind to a solution-oriented mindset. And I, if there's one thing I can tell you, it's that you always have the answer to your question But I've noticed that, you know, even when I ask like my clients, you know, what happened this week or why do you think that didn't go well? Our immediate answer is I don't know. And the reason why we go to I don't know, it's just a habit. It's the easiest cop out because you don't actually have to take the time to think through a solution or to think about why didn't this work or like what is going on here? It takes more effort. It takes more energy to actually think through something like that. 
and it's much easier to say oh I don't know like I, I just I don't know but I can tell you from coaching so many women we always know it's just are we taking the time to think about you know that actual answer are we actually giving ourselves that that yeah that space to think it through but I find that's kind of the missing piece so if there's anything that I really wanted to start off with it's if you are going to try and change something if you are noticing something that's not working don't just sit there figure out why isn't it working and what could you do instead but there are some questions along your fitness journey that I think you should ask yourself and a couple of those that I wanted to mention is number one what changes or efforts did I make this past week that I'm proud of myself for? And that can be even just the tiniest change. But anything that you did not do yesterday, last week, that you changed this week, focus on that. Give yourself that credit of, yeah, you know what? Maybe I didn't do nine out of ten things I wanted to, but I did this one thing on that list and I changed this one thing. And that's better than nothing. That still puts me on the path of progress. Number two, what did I find out about myself that does or does not work well for my lifestyle? And if it didn't work well, how can I make accommodations in my habits to work better for me? So those two questions I think you should continually ask yourself on your fitness journey because they really will help you hone in on a lifestyle and just a better mindset to keep you going in the long term. So Katie, I don't know on your list of of goodies what you <laughs> wanted to what wisdom you wanted to impart on our listeners today. Well, so I think the first thing is kind of about goal setting and I know we talk about it pretty much every podcast. We're very goal focused around here. But I would say like don't give yourself unrealistic goals and timelines. So when you're going into this journey, don't say hey, I want to lose 100 pounds by next week. Like, because you're ultimately setting yourself up for failure at that point, right? Like, you need, everything we're going to say today is really about, like, long-term solutions and sustainability. And so when I think about goals, it's, you're not doing it for tomorrow. You're doing it for the rest of your life, right? So it's, like, setting yourself up for something that is a little bit longer term. So I know a lot of people that are, like, I have a wedding at the end of this month that I'm going to. I want to look hot as hell, you know, can I drop 30 pounds by next week? And what that ends up doing is you're going to create really unsafe habits for yourself. You'll probably overdo cardio. You might stop eating completely. Like there's so much room to do it the wrong way. So when you think about starting your, your journey, I really want you to think about realistic goals for yourself. Um, they could be really small. It could be something like, um, like habit focused. Like I want to walk a little bit more. I want to get myself to the gym three days a week. I want to add vegetables to every meal. They can be smaller and more attainable so that you're not feeling like you're never going to make it. So, okay, let's say, okay, let's, you know, let's say I am, you know, I do have, let's say I do have a wedding in 30 days and I do want to look hot as hell. What advice would you give me? Like what, and I, and I do want to lose, I don't know, I don't know how much weight I want to lose. And this is a hypothetical, but I don't know how much weight I want to lose. But I have this dress and I want to look really good in it and I don't fit it right now. What advice, Katie, do you have for me? Uh, (laughs) I'm not the coach. No, well, what I would say is like you can do your damn best, right? Like you can cut out the alcohol. You can add in the fitness. Like look at what you're doing now and look what you can add in if you're willing to go 2000% like sure let's go hardcore but I would say like 
maybe it's more something you need to focus on mindset and the the feeling confident in that dress or maybe we need to like you know focus on other things outside of the scale and outside of like fitting that one specific dress I would say a lot of the times and I know this from personal experience it was like oh I don't look hot as hell in that dress but when I started being active and I started eating better I had a different perception of my body and I had a different perception of what I looked like after I had started being a little more active so it could be something small like that where it's like a a a mental thing I don't have a cure for you to lose 35 pounds in a week. Like (laughs) I don't think it's possible. So I don't know what you would tell someone though. Dude, I love that. I, you know, and it's so funny because yeah, you may not be the coach, but I think you still as just as an individual human being with your own journey, have such valuable insight and advice. And I love like, I, that's not even something that would have popped in my head. How you said, maybe if you just, be active and I don't know if this is not exactly how you worded it but it's how I perceived it but maybe if you just start being active you'll have a different appreciation and mindset on your body that by the time the wedding rolls around it's not the dress or even how you look that matters because you'll feel so good you'll have a different appreciation for what your body can do that it won't even matter to you anymore because you know you're taking care of yourself and I think that is such a good perspective to have because I really think that's how that perception with people's relationship with their bodies that is how it changes once you start to take care of yourself you start to put so much less importance on the external on how you're looking and instead your importance gets put on how you're feeling how you're treating yourself the actions that you're taking to just nourish your body and to feel good Um, but I guess if someone were to come to me You know, it's difficult because as a coach and anyone who owns a business or who helps clients understands that what the client wants generally comes first. But when you also have the wisdom as a coach to understand that this person may think this is what they want, but once they reach that, they're either going to make themselves worse off because let's say they're just going on a crash diet or it's not actually going to make themselves happy because even though yeah they lost weight they still just don't see themselves as a sexy attractive person because they already have that perception in their head so regardless of what external things they change they still don't feel the confidence or the adequacy that they're actually searching for you know so um, obviously that's not a clear-cut answer of oh do x y and z but it's because I feel like me and Katie can see beyond, especially through our own experiences of we've reached our goal weight. We've reached a level of body fat level where we thought this is what we wanted, but we both made huge sacrifices for that. We were both, let's say, extremely hungry. We couldn't do, we were limited in many aspects, which was fine for that short period of time, but we understand that that, for both of us and for most people it is just not sustainable unless you're just naturally someone who is like super lean or naturally someone who's super muscular you know um so I think you know telling somebody who does want to do that like they have a goal they have a something coming up and they do want to look their best having them shift their focus on okay well let's just put aside the you know, the dress and how you want to look and let's just focus on improving your nutrition and workout habits because that is ultimately going to get you to where you want to be. 
So focusing on all of your attention on there is going to be the most productive. But let's also focus on making it, making those habits, those that workout, those eating habits feel still feel enjoyable for you it doesn't feel miserable while you're working towards your goal so that's kind of where I would start obviously there's more specifics that go into that you know but I feel like that's a good place to start because I think we can be so focused on the external but because all of our energy is going to the external we're not actually focused on the day-to-day processes that we need to do in order to get there So I think it's a really good segue into talking about reasons why people get into fitness. And I think everyone has their own reason. I personally wanted a long-term solution. I wanted a long-term life change. That might not be everybody's way to go. But I think the next tip or the next thing we have to tell you guys is like, don't do it for the wrong reasons. And I think that's a really vague, um, a really vague thing to say because right and wrong is very much um, subjective to each and every individual. So I'm not going to tell you right or wrong reasons, but I would say like as you're evaluating why you're going into this journey and understanding what it's going to take, you really need to have an understanding of why you're doing it. And I would say things that like I perceive as wrong reasons, which maybe they're not, but I'll just give you examples to try to contextualize this. Like Don't do it because your friend is doing it. Don't do it just because someone made a weird comment to you. Don't do it because you saw a quick fix on TV. Like those are things that in my book were wrong reasons. Like I did not start my fitness journey because because my friend wanted to do booty blaster for 30 days or whatever it was. Like I really found a deeper a deeper meaning within me because I knew that long-term to be able to push through the hard times and to push through the plateaus and to push through how hard it was going to be, I needed a really, really strong reason within myself. And so I would say you really need to sit and evaluate why you're doing it. And again, that can be whatever reason it is for you. I'm not going to tell you what's right or wrong, but I just think you need to do it for longer than tomorrow. Don't focus on the next minute. You need to focus on the next lifetime. And I think Um, it doesn't have to be thought provoking or massive or anything within you that's like revolutionary. It can be small, but I would just say you need to find your reason. So I have to ask you what is or what was your reason that helped you stick to it to everything that you've done long term? I just felt gross. (laughs) Like for me, it was straight up like I feel disgusting and I'm not happy internally. And and I think it was so far beyond fitness and I didn't realize it until I got into my journey, but it was like happiness in every aspect of my life. And I think it started with nutrition and activity. Like it just changed everything about me. I love that. And what I want to point to is that the only reason why we do anything I think I've talked about this before, but I want to reemphasize this. The only reason why we have goals, the only reason why we strive for anything or do anything is because we think that we will feel better in the having of it. So knowing that the only reason why you are going to change your nutrition habits, your workout habits Whatever that is, it's because you think it's going to make you feel better. So, for example, you're gonna, you want to lose weight because you think that when you lose weight, you're going to feel better. You want to eat healthy because you think that eating healthier will make you feel better than how you do now, right? So just understanding that whatever your reason is, it always links, links back to feeling better. 
But the reason why I personally feel like you, Katie, were so successful is because you really value how you feel. And on some level, we all value how we feel, but some people are much more comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. Some people are much more okay with feeling not good. And so I would say that, like you said, wrong and right reasons is very subjective. I don't think that there is a right or wrong reason. I just think that you have to understand how your reason connects to how you feel. And if you are not achieving what it is that you want to, if you're not sticking to your goals, to the habits that you set for yourself, I want you to ask yourself, are you comfortable with feeling not good? Or perhaps you're setting yourself up, maybe your expectations are so high. Maybe you already do feel good. And that's that's something that I've noticed as well is like, what do they call the last 10 pounds that you want to lose is kind of like vanity pounds, right? Because it doesn't actually change anything in your life. It doesn't actually make you feel night and day different. You're already healthy. You already feel good, right? So really the only reason why you would ever feel so driven, like you, Katie, right? You lost 60 pounds. 60 pounds can make (laughs) a considerable difference to how you feel for sure. But 5, 10 pounds, it's a little bit harder to convince yourself of that. And so I don't think there's right or wrong reasons, but I think that you should understand how motivation works and how what we do as humans. We go towards pleasure and we go away from pain. So whether you want to no longer feel bad, unhealthy, lethargic, well then focus on that. Focus on that reason and it's going to help drive your actions. It's going to help drive your determination. Or if you know that you're just going to feel so much more confident. every Because you, I know for a lot of women, they feel like so, and, and actually, you know, I'll speak for myself. When I was at my unhealthiest, I felt so heavy. I felt just so big and so, I, I guess the best word is heavy. And I, you know, you take your body with you everywhere. So I felt like, I just kept reminding myself in terms of, the right reason is that I know how much better I will feel everywhere I go if I take care of my body, if I work out, if I eat healthy, if I feel lighter in my clothes, in my body. And that's what I was really focused on. And that reminding myself of that reason and how much better I was going to feel everywhere, no matter what what it, it was specifically that I look like, but just feeling lighter on my feet, feeling more fit, more active, keeping that reason in my mind was so helpful so just coming back to your what not to do of don't do it for the wrong reasons I would just say understand what reasons motivate you and what reasons don't because if you have a reason in your mind of oh well I'm doing it for this but you don't really feel like that reason alone is that exciting to you you're probably not going to accomplish your goals because it's got to be exciting enough where you are going to be consistent for the long term And something that's so strong for you where even through the hard times, even through all the sacrifices that you have to make, it doesn't matter because this reason is so important to you. And I think about, you know, all the times in the past that I had tried to get healthy and I didn't have a reason, you know, it was kind of just like, I want to be skinnier or whatever. 
that was so short-lived because the second I had a roadblock, my reason was not enough for me to push over. It was so much easier to give up and go back to what I was doing than to stick with it and push and get past that hump. Like, so that's, that's kind of the intent. It's like when you're at a roadblock, if you have the choice of quitting or doing the hard thing, find something that is worth it enough to you to do that hard thing. And that's, that's kind of the whole intent here. Yeah. I feel like this last round for you where you really were like on top of your, you, you were so on top of doing everything it took to, to continue to improve. I feel like it's because you really connected with the Mm -hmm. reason that was important to you, Katie, which was just feeling better. Yeah, because I think like when it was when it was all about looks, it's so hard, right? Like so you don't see progress daily in your looks. You don't see progress daily on the scale like you have good weeks, you have bad weeks, it ebbs and and it flows. And I think if you're very tied to the the physical nature of it, like if I was, if I was sitting here saying like, I need my ass to be 10 times bigger. If I don't see that growth tomorrow, I'm going to be like, well, I'm a failure. It's not working. I don't want to go through it anymore. Whereas like, like you said, I feel lighter. I feel better. I just, I'm happier. Like that is an easier indicator of success for me. And it might not be for everybody. Not, Not everybody's that in tune with like, their vibes and their thoughts and feelings and that's okay but for me that was so much stronger than the physicality I think that's a really good point to to make is that if you are really focused on the physical changes I mean there's nothing wrong with that there are so many people whose careers literally depend on how they look whether you're like a model an actor actress whatever um there's nothing wrong with doing it for physical changes but it's so important to know like Katie said that the physical changes take so much longer to see so if you are doing it for the physical changes then you better be in the mindset of I don't know how long it's going to take me to look this way it may take weeks to months or even years depending on how different you want to look but you are willing to stick through that period because it's important to you so with just wanting to feel better that feedback comes so much more I mean it can literally come in a day Mm -hmm. or even an hour after a workout so it's so much easier to stay consistent and to stay motivated because you're getting that constant feedback from your body of yes this feels good yes this feels good every time you do something that's healthy for your body so just understanding like if you are somebody that likes quick I don't even know if the word is quick motivation, but like little bursts of inspiration, gauging it by how you feel is going to be a lot more helpful for your personality type than gauging it by how you look just because that does take so much longer. And I do think that's important to remember not to say, oh, don't do it because you want to look different. That's totally fine, but you better adjust your expectations accordingly. Just knowing this. I think those are, yeah, that was a good conversation. I think Obviously, the why is a battle you'll have to have with yourself, but um, as soon as you figure it out, you'll be on a good path. And honestly, whatever you can do to have a strong fitness journey, do it. Like any reason, any why, if you're doing it, we're proud of you. Um, But I think one more thing to discuss is the nutrition side of it. So I think food is obviously the other half of your journey. And I think something that a lot of people do will, and something that I am guilty of doing as well that I I wish I didn't do is forcing yourself to eat foods that you don't like because you think they're healthy. So when I started my journey, Viv gave me one meal plan. It was a breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 
I ate that shit for like six weeks, like like every single day. And there was a point where I just started hating food because I was like, I don't want to microwave this rice and salmon anymore. Like I can't do it. And I think I got on that wrong side where it was like having a bad relationship with that food, but I was doing it because I thought it was good for me. And it was, but like there's a, there's a point where you need to figure out what you like and stick to it. So I don't know if you have anything to add there. Well, to be noted, I did not tell her. That's true. To follow, I told. I think it was literally supposed to be for like three this was a days. me thing. Yeah. It was like three days to a week max, just so that she could understand the portion sizes that I wanted to her her to have. Um, but it sounded like out of just like it was a good. Comfort it was easy. Zone. Yeah, it was easy. I knew it was what I needed to do. Yeah, it was easy to just kind of stick to that. Um, but I know in the beginning of my finished journey too, which was like over 10 years ago, I did the same thing where I just ate chicken and broccoli and like low sugar ketchup every meal, <laughs> every day. Um, and that's really something I would recommend against because it really is going to feel like such a chore, uh, at least for most people. Yeah. I will say that there are some people who do thrive on that monotony and they, you know, and I, I should elaborate, like some people are not really food driven. And so they don't care so much about the taste. That's a good point. Yeah, they don't they don't care so much about the taste, enjoyment of their food, especially men. They don't have as much of an emotional attachment to food. I find as much as women do. But I know me and Katie, we both put value on enjoying our meals, enjoying variety. So if you are also like us, be sure to as soon as you are feeling sick or not excited of a meal ask yourself how can I switch this meal up can I change an ingredient to make it totally different should should I change the meal entirely also understand there are a plethora of free recipes online me and Katie both love using Pinterest so you can literally search macro friendly breakfast lunch or dinner on there and you'll get tons of recipes and different ideas now where you come in is not being lazy to actually go out and try these new recipes. I actually find that's the blockage for most people. It's not even like, it really is just the the action of going to make those changes. So if there's one thing I would tell you, if, you're, if you find yourself getting sick of your food all the time, sick of the same meals, you're kind of forcing yourself to eat things because you think you should, because you think it's healthy, but you don't actually enjoy it. There is so, there's, always going to be an alternative there's always going to be different foods or meals or recipes that you can try that you like never settle for something if you don't enjoy it if you're someone that values taste because it's again it's if you don't enjoy it you're not going to stick to it long term Mm -hmm. um but obviously if, if food isn't a big deal to you then this doesn't apply to you but i know for me and katie like if we get sick of something we can get not discouraged, but just like over it very totally. quickly, you know? And so that's something really important to keep in mind. Change it up. Use different condiments. Use, even just switch out your protein that you're using. Switch out the meat you're using. Switch out the vegetable you're using. Switch out the fruit. Even minor tweaks in a recipe can make it taste and feel totally different. So I would urge you, if you if you find yourself kind of sticking to the same thing because you don't really know what else to try, take the time and take the energy to try out different recipes if you're feeling sick of something. It's already going to be hard. The point is to not make it harder for yourself. And I think it's the same thing with cardio, with your workouts. The second you get bored, you are more likely to stop. You are more likely to be like, this is boring. I'm over it, whatever. Keep it interesting and keep it to what you love doing. I think there's such an idea of like deprivation and 
like making it impossible and like it's going to be so tragic for you to give up these foods you love and to do a lot of cardio and to whatever it doesn't have to be like that like the point is to find joy in it and to do it in a way you love so if you're a foodie like me and Viv have the dessert eat the tacos do what you need to do to keep it interesting and fun while also maintaining your goals same with cardio you hate running don't run like like I see so many people who are like I hate cardio and they're doing like an hour of running on a treadmill like if that ain't your jam, don't do it. Like, I think the whole point is integrate this with your life and it will be so much easier and you will, you will attain your goals so much faster. Yeah, I completely agree. And I just feel like it's so easy for us to focus on the external thing that we're trying to reach, but we don't think about, Hey, is like the day to day habits that I'm going to have to do like do I even enjoy doing that and we're just so focused on like this shiny object but not what it actually takes to get there and I think that goes for so many things but you know if there's anything that I feel like we want to impart on you it's to first focus on the day-to-day habits and how to make those more enjoyable but also habits that just make you feel your best and then whatever results come from that I think will be so much more appreciated instead of saying instead of focusing on the goal you want to reach and then doing whatever it takes even if that makes you miserable to get there because that is how I feel like people wind up doing desperate quick fixes that leave them worse off that leave them unhealthier in the long run you know Yeah. (laughs) I'm just like, I'm I'm reflecting. I just think it's so good to sit down and and think about it. Cause especially for me, I've been doing it like two years at this point. And I think these are like all the, all the tips we've told you today, like finding your reasons, you know, finding the food you like, all that kind of stuff. It's going to change over time. And so as you're talking, I'm sitting here and I'm like reevaluating my life. I'm like, do I still love what I'm doing? You know, is there something I wish I could change and how can I keep going long-term and what do I need to fix? And so I think it's just one of those conversations you have to continue to have with yourself of like your goals may change, your reasons may change, your loves may change. And what you choose now might not be the same two years from now. And that's completely okay. Yeah, I totally agree. And I don't think it's something that you need to like think hard about. I think that when the time comes, you'll know because you'll you'll know because you're getting bored because you're getting sick. Yep. Your your feelings will tell you, you know, it's kind of like in a relationship, like your feelings will tell you when things are not going right. You don't have to sit here and like, I, I personally don't think you have to kind of sit there and evaluate all the pros and cons just because it's, you're just going to go back and forth like, well, this is good. Well, this is bad. Well, this is good. I think in your gut, you'll know when it's time to make those changes. Now that does, I will say like if you're not a naturally intuitive person, it may make just, it may require taking some time with yourself, sitting with your feelings, being alone, not distracting yourself. But I do feel like you will know when it's time to know. And I know it's kind of vague, but I hope that resonates with you in some way. But I just overall... I know that I have made so many mistakes on my journey that I don't regret. I wouldn't take any of it back because then I wouldn't be able to sit here and tell you all the things that you can avoid on your journey to make it so much easier for you so you don't have to experience all these 
ups and downs you know if you can make it as easy on yourself as possible I highly recommend it obviously you're probably going to make your own now I'm not gonna say mistakes but like lessons that you learn from and that's the point of life you know to try out different things and see what doesn't doesn't work um but there are just so many things that I noticed within my own journey and just as human beings like faults that we can kind of commonly um I guess be susceptible to and so hopefully just these few things that we've talked about in our episode today give you some insight on things that you can avoid in your journey if you're a newbie if you're a beginner or if you're just looking for a little bit more guidance on your journey and with that being said we will close out this episode but I hope you guys have just the most marvelous Monday the most amazing week and just remember that every day is a gift it is not guaranteed so just focus on what it is that you can do to make today the best to make healthier choices today to make choices today that are going to help you feel what your very best whatever that may be So thank you guys so much for joining us and we will see you in our next episode. Bye guys.